Come on, just keep worshiping him. There is a, an anointing of God in this place tonight. When God's people gather, he said, where two or three is gathered in my name and touch and agree, as touching and agreeing, he said, there I will be in the midst of them. Never before in the history of our country that we've come to on the edge of this precipice where now God is searching. His eyes are going to and fro throughout the earth to see in whom he can find favor with. Is there faith in the earth? We've gathered for one place and our focus now is to pray for America. In 1620, there was a small group of people who found Jesus Christ in a real way in England, who had experienced the personal relationship and touch of the master's hand, who decided they could no longer play church, who decided that they wanted to worship God with freedom because all they knew is that this God from heaven has touched their lives and radically changed them. And so God says, I'm going to send you to a new land. Many of them risked their lives. Many of them lost their lives. And they got on this small boat. And on this boat, the history tells us that they wrote the Mayflower Compact, which became the first self-governing form of self-governing. And as these people landed on Plymouth Rock, and they didn't had no certainty about their future, and they landed on the shores of Plymouth Rock. And it was in this place that they decided to to make this ground hollow to the Lord Jesus Christ. This is the place they said we will put our feet and we're going to worship him in spirit and in truth and in freedom. So tonight we lift up America. America has been a country that has sent out hundreds of thousands of missionaries and have changed the world. America has been a place where we have committed our young men and young women in foreign territory and many of them have lost their lives fighting for the freedom of those who cannot fight for themselves. America! But we have arrived at a time where America as a whole is telling God, we don't want you in our government. We don't want you in our homes. We don't want you in our schools. And I want want America to understand just because we tell God where we don't want him, let me tell you now, God is there. So tonight, I want to pray for the leadership of our country. In 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1 through 3, please put that up. It says this, first of all, then I urge you that supplication and prayers and intercession and thanksgiving be made for all people. And he says, for kings and all who are in high position, that we may lead a peaceable and quiet life godly and dignified in every way this is good and it is pleasing in the sight of our God our Savior this is what God require us to do so let us just begin to pray for those who sit in the seat of power Father in the name of Jesus we know according to Romans chapter 13 it says let every soul be subject to authority For all authority has been established by God. And those who resist authority resist the ordinance of God. Father, we pray for those that sit in the seat of power at the federal level. We pray for those who sit in the seat of power at the state level. We pray for those who sit in the seat of power at the local level. And Lord, we lift them up right now that you will give them godly wisdom. God, that you will touch their heart that these leaders will be men and women of integrity, that they will lead out of a godly heart. We cry tonight, O God, for all authority has been established by you, O God. And Lord, we pray for America, those who are standing in the seat of power. Lord, just like the Proverbs and Psalms said, that our God can change the, the mighty rivers and ocean, and you can change the heart of kings and princes. And Father, we know for such a time as this, you're calling for your church to lift up one mighty voice 
to pray for those in the seat of power. We know that the enemy will desire to put those in power with an evil heart. But tonight we believe and know that God still inheres the prayers of those who call upon him. So Father, we pray for our president. We pray for those in Congress. We pray for those that sit in our judiciary office in the Supreme Court. We pray for the legislative branch, those who make the laws. Lord, we just thank you now that you are changing hearts. Use whatever tool you can at your disposal to change the hearts and lives of our leaders. Father, may our leaders reflect the fear of God, which is the beginning of wisdom. I hear our cry, oh God. Raise up our young men and young ladies, the next generation of leaders who will stand for courage, stand for righteousness. God, you are calling them from the north, south, the east, and the west. You are calling these young people to stand in the seat of power, but with righteousness. Father, we lift them up before you now in the name of Jesus. Our country is in need of leaders who will fall on their face before God and say, God, like Solomon, Father, I don't know how to come in and go out unless you lead me. Give me wisdom, Solomon, say, that I might lead your people. Not man's wisdom, but the wisdom from on high. And Father, we thank you tonight that you hear our prayer. We thank you tonight for victory in this matter that in the days to come, we will see, Lord, one leader after another. Lord God, turning their hearts before you, expose those things which are hidden in the dark. Bring them to the light, oh God, for nothing is hidden from a God who sees all things. Father, we thank you. We love you. And we honor your name. All over this building, I'm going to ask you to get with people around you, and I want you to just lift up your voice as a church, together in your groups. Get with someone right and begin to pray for our leaders at this time. If you can find someone in the group. Amen. 
I am going to ask you to join with me and pray for our brave men and women in our military. Joshua 1 and 9. The Lord is encouraging His people, and I believe He's encouraging men and women in our armed services. He says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I just want to set the stage for this prayer. Just how important it is to our nation. I want you to imagine something with me. I want you to imagine me 18 years old. And I want you to imagine a barracks with 50 bunk beds made of steel. We call them racks in the Marine Corps. And a concrete floor and wooden foot lockers, but everyone is empty. And this 18-year-old boy is lonely and scared and away from home and he's sitting in that squad bay alone. And the reason those bunk beds are bare and empty is because their occupants all died in Beirut, Lebanon as they slept in a suicide bomber drove a truckload of explosives into it. Six Marines survived. I knew all of them. Since then, two of them have taken their lives because of survival guilt. As we pray for our men and women in uniform, I remind you that the vast majority of them are between the ages of 18 and 24. They're still kids, just like I was. So God, we just come before you. For those who have volunteered, they are there because they have volunteered to be a part of something that puts their very lives at risk. I pray for these brave men and women in every branch of our military, God, that first of all, you would give them physical protection. God, they, they push their bodies to the point of exhaustion, sleep-deprived. God, just keep them strong. Keep them strong physically. Protect them from the dangers of training, of multiple deployments. And God, I pray that you would keep them strong mentally that their minds would remain sharp. I pray for their emotions, God. Mostly as they're removed from their families, that they would draw strength from you and the community of their brothers and sisters in the armed forces, that that loneliness would be dispelled by the power of your spirit and that you would take away a spirit of fear. Keep them strong emotionally. And God, I pray for their spirituality. I pray that in their loneliness, in their exhaustion, that you would draw them with bands of mercy and love to your plan. Save them, God. Draw them to Jesus wherever they are, that they might bow before a commander-in-chief that is infallible. God, I just pray for their families. I pray for those families that are without a mom, without a dad, without a husband, without a wife for multiple deployments, that you would just encourage them, that you would surround them with a community to support them, that you would plant them in churches that would support them, God. And for those who have lost so much, lost a loved one, a dad, a mom, a son, a daughter, a husband or a wife, would you just comfort those families that their loss would not be in vain, God. I pray that as we are called upon to fight, and Lord, I'm looking forward to that day when we shall beat our swords into plowshares. 
But your word prophesies there's much tribulation before then. There will be wars and rumors of wars, and we will be called upon to fight. And Lord, when we are called upon to fight, let that call be a just call. And give us the valor, give us the honor, give us the strength to prevail. God, I pray for victory in this war on terror. I pray for victory, God. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. Satan is raging through false religion. God, give us victory, not just victory, but help us to utterly defeat the foe. In Jesus' name, amen. You may break up into your groups. Dear God, we come to you tonight and we cry out to you for our families. We know that our families, they're the bedrock of every community. Because where there's a strong family, there's a strong community. Where there's a strong community, there's a strong church. And where there's a strong church, there's a strong state. There's a strong city, there's a strong state and a strong uh, nation. So we are desperate for you, Lord God. And we ask that your will will be done in every family in this church and that it will last from generation to generation to generation. And that you will see your children's children's children. Come on. Children's children. That, that bloodline of Jesus Christ will never, ever, ever cease. Can I get an amen in here tonight? So let's look at Psalms 103. He said, but the steadfast love of the Lord, the steadfast love of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting. That's from generation to generation to generation. As long as the earth remain, the Lord God will have his steadfast love upon us and our future generations and the generations we have. Everlasting on those who fear him. And the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and it is the beginning of knowledge. For fear of the Lord is our worship and our deep respect and our deep reverence for who the Lord is. Not just when we come into this, into this building, but in our everyday lives. That we would respect and honor God in our words and in our deeds. Wherever we go, wherever, if we're in Walmart, if we're in Rosses, if we're in Dillard's, that the love of God, that we show the fear of God in everything we say, that we respect him, that we respect him. Let us not walk around like we don't have no God, <laughs> but that we respect him and his righteousness to your children's children. I'm happy about that. I plan to remain in the Lord because I want to see the salvation of my children's children. Nate, Manny, Dominique, I want to see their children continue. I'm going to pass the torch of holiness to them, and they're going to pass it to their children. Praise God. 
So Acts 10, 1 and 2 says, At Caesarea, there's a, a man named Cornelius, a centurion of what was known as the Italian cohorts. This is what the Lord is looking for. Let us be just like this, this uh, centurion. He was a devout man, and he was devout because he had a fear of God. That he was known in the gates that wherever he was, he had a respect for God. That we have respect for God in what we wear how we look, how we speak, how we treat each other with kindness and love everywhere we go. And it says that he feared God with all his household. That means every single person in his household feared God. And they, that house was holy. And the children felt that fear and they submitted to the Spirit of God in that house. you got to create an atmosphere in your house where the fear of the Lord will reign. And he gave alms generously. That means he gave to the poor. He supported those who were in need. He generously gave to the people, and he prayed continually to God. He prayed without ceasing. I'm praying with everywhere I go. I'm praying for people. I'm praying for you. I'm praying for my neighbors. I'm praying for my, I'm praying. I'm praying. He said he prayed continually to God. And he said in doing that, we shall be able to see the blessings and the promises of God because God says that his faithfulness shall endure it for all generations. That means he will fulfill his promises to you and I in this earth if we fear him. Father God, we thank you tonight for every family in this world. We thank you, Lord God, that you created family and we put you in the center of all of them. We pray for household salvation from the youngest to the oldest. I declare they shall not get away from the word of God. I declare they shall not get away from the blood of Jesus Christ. We cover them by the blood of Jesus Christ that they will not die before their time that no harm, evil, or danger shall come nigh their dwelling, but they will fulfill the course that you have set forth for them in this earth. They will accomplish what you want them to accomplish in this earth. And we thank you, Lord God, for you said you will keep your promises to those who fear you. And we fear you, Father. We respect you, God, not for what your hand can bring, but we seek your face on this. And we thank you, God, that we shall see it on our children's children. We declare household salvation and everything that comes from our loins that we shall see the goodness of the Lord upon their lives. And we thank you, Lord God, that in our families, that there be a fear unto you from the beginning to the end to the back door, from the front door to the back door, that then whoever walks into our houses was sense and anointing and a peace and a reverence for the Lord God Almighty so that they'll not want to do anything, but they'll submit their hearts unto the Lord Jesus Christ and that we will begin to support each other, love each other, speak kind words to each other, help each other, encourage each other, and that we will give of our money and of our time to those of us who are in not just in our household, but also in the house of God. That's our household as well. And they pray continually. Father, we pray that there be a praying spirit. <laughs> a praying spirit will fall upon every family member and that they shall pray together in the a.m. and in the p.m. That they shall not go to sleep without praying for each other. We thank you that you are creating families that will honor you and that will bring light to this entire world. We thank you, we trust you, and we thank you for your promise unto us, and it shall be done in Jesus' name. So now we pray together.
tonight. We also want to pray for our most vulnerable segment of society, our precious children. And we're going to look in the book of Psalm, Psalm 46.1. And I'm going to say that the greatest king in the history of Israel knew where his refuge was. He knew where his safety was. When the enemy was at his doorstep, when the walls were closing in, he knew where to go to. In Psalms 46, 1, it says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Psalm 144, guard me, O Lord, from the hands of the wicked. Preserve me from violent men who have planned to trip up my feet. And of course, as principal home of Christian school, children are always on my heart because I find that children are the most vulnerable part of a society. And if you haven't noticed, the enemy has a big X on our children. He knows if he can get to the children, he can tear this country apart. God speaks very highly. He looks very highly on our children. In Psalm 127, it says, The children are a heritage of the Lord. He calls them the fruit of the womb. They calls them a reward. In one part in Matthew 19, as people were bringing children to Jesus to pray for him, the disciples, sometimes they would get misguided. They rebuked him. But Jesus said, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them. For to such belong the kingdom of heaven. And he laid hands on them anyway. As we pray tonight, I found a prayer that I'm going to read, specifically for schools. There's so much violence going on in our country. You know, and if we kind of look to the news, we could kind of get caught up that the enemy has found a good way to divide this country because we're looking for all the causes of the violence that's going on in our society. When the solution is right in front of us, we ignore the solution. We're looking for the different causes. See, we have a heart issue in our country. So tonight as we pray for our children, I'm specifically going to pray for our schools as there's so much violence we see in our schools. Also, I would appreciate, I'm not going to uh, name, but we have one of our seniors that graduated this year. I got word uh, that they were injured very badly in Florida, I think yesterday. Her, her foot, the diagnosis is not looking good. So I want to lift her up, lift her family up, and that God's going to have last say, and she is going to be made whole 100%. I believe that. So I want to read this prayer I found. I thought it was an awesome prayer. It says, Almighty God, I set myself in agreement with the Word of God and with you have once established an American education. I release my hope and faith in your Word. I patiently expect your glory to be manifest in schools all across our nation. I come before you on behalf of the students, educators, and administrators of the entire educational system in America. Lord Jesus, I ask you to restore honor, integrity, virtue, and peace in American classrooms. I confess Isaiah 54, 13. All thy children shall be taught of the Lord, and great shall be the peace of thy children. Every time I hear a report of violence and terror in our schools, I will say out loud, our children are taught of the Lord, and great is the peace and the anointing in them. And Jesus, you know the educators and administrators cannot teach and run our schools without you and your anointing. So I intercede and give thanks for those you have ordained and placed in positions of authority and responsibility in our schools across America. I believe for your anointing to be in them and upon them. And I am not waiting until I see the Spirit of God moving in this situation. I am starting my confession now. I combine my faith with those who are also praying and believing for wisdom, honor, power, and glory of God to be demonstrated in our school system. I am releasing my faith for the next generation. Lord Jesus, I thank you for the redemptive work you are doing in our schools and in the people who run them. The students, the teachers are in your heart, and they are in mine too. Our schools will be a joy, a praise, and a glory before all the nations of the earth. 
nations will fear God and tremble because of all the goodness, peace, prosperity, security, and stability you have provided in Jesus' name. And I just want to lift up this young lady. Father God, we just come to you tonight, Lord. We thank you for the children. We thank you for all the parents, Father God, that have abided your word and reared up children in your name so they may not stray. Lord, we pray for your protection of all the children from violence, from injury, from terrorists. Lord, I pray that you would just guide our students, Father God, that you would let them walk in your light, in your path. They will be the future leaders of our country, Father God. I pray that you would touch their hearts, that you would help them accomplish all their goals. And we bind the enemy away from them, Father God. Lord, we need you. We are so inadequate without you, Father God. We can't do anything without your anointing. Lord, I pray for a revival in our country. I know some people sometimes, Lord, I even find myself giving up. You will have the last say, Father God. I pray that you would strengthen our faith and that hearts would be changed miraculously across this country. And it starts today, Father God. We believe that. We claim victory. Lord, we lift up this young lady who hurt her foot. And Lord, as she's going to go in surgery on Friday, and maybe the diagnosis doesn't look good, Father God, but you are the great healer. You are the great doctor, Father God. If your words, if you say she shall be healed, Father God, she shall be healed. We believe victory that she will be made whole 100%. Lord, we lift up her family, that you would comfort them and give them peace through this ordeal. Lord, we lean on you. We need you. We love you. We can't do anything without you. Thank you in Jesus' name.
hear the cry of your people, oh God. Hear the cry of your people, oh God. Hear the cry of your people, oh God. Hear the cry of your people, God. Hear the cry of your people. One mighty voice. One mighty voice. In this prayer focus, we want to pray for a spiritual awakening in America. When we look at the great revivals of our country, history goes back and tell me that when the, the Spirit of the Lord hit this country, that men would stand in open fields of thousands of people and preach hell so hot they broke out in a sweat. And they call for repentance. And hundreds of thousands of people came running, men, women, boys and girls, came running to Jesus Christ. Jonathan Edwards said it was a very dangerous thing to fall in the hand of an angry God. And he began to preach God with such conviction that those who had been turning away from God, their hearts were pricked and they ran to the elders. Hear our cry tonight, oh God. So tonight we pray that the Spirit of the Lord will start a revival, a spiritual awakening in our country like never before. Let revival first start in the house of God. If revival is going to start, it's going to start in the place that God deems his own. God, revival, when revival comes, it brings with it a fire and a conviction for sin. Because your people have played around with sin. It will start in the house of God. The scripture tonight is found in Acts chapter 10, verse 34 and 35. So Peter opened his mouth and said, Truly I understand that God shows no partiality, but in every nation, somebody say every nation, but in every nation, anyone who fears him, as Sister Nadine talked about, the fear of God, any nation, in every nation, Anyone who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. Our prayer tonight is that there will come a fear of God. So as it says, those in every nation who fears God and does what right, God will accept them. Father, in the name of Jesus, we don't stumble around in the darkness We are bearers of your light. For you made a promise in Isaiah chapter 61 that arise and shine that the light of the Lord has come and the glory of the Lord is risen and many shall see that light and you say gross darkness shall fill the earth but because of the light many will run to that light. Tonight we pray that the light of the knowledge of God's word and his truth will be be known and prevail. The light is your truth. The light is your wisdom. The light is your son. We pray for a spiritual revival, a spiritual awakening. Father, you raised up a man by the name of Billy Graham who went into nations and went into cities and coliseums and preached repentance and through his submission to the word of God we saw hundreds of thousands come to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior Lord so tonight we pray that you raise up more Billy Grahams raise them up oh God pull them out of the gutter pull them out of the end of the state oh God those who have needles stuck in their arms Raise them up, oh God, from every nation, from every tribe, from every language. Those who fear the Lord and does what's right will be accepted by him. Lord, create a nation, a wave of your anointing. That God, when we walk into our churches, that is not, will be about church as usual. 
but there will be such a strong visitation of your anointing that we will fail to be able to preach because the anointing is so strong. Father, you said that before the book was closed in Malachi, that you will cause a restoration, a revival of restoration of fathers to the children, and children back to the fathers, lest you come and smite the earth with a curse. This revival that we're seeking for is going to be a revival of restoration, first of all, in relationships. Satan, we want you to know tonight we are serious about praying. Satan, we want you to know that we know our God hears us tonight. And now the church comes against you. For this is the the church that God has established. And he said he will raise up a standard against you. And the gates of hell will not prevail against a church that marches on those who are held behind Satan's walls. Create that revival in us, oh God. On the day when Peter stood up on the day of Pentecost and began to preach that in the last days you will pour out of your spirit on all flesh. He said through the Holy Spirit, your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Old men will dream dreams and young men will see visions. And out of on your handmaid you will pour out of your spirit and they shall prophesy. Father, we declare that through the Holy Spirit, put a prophetic word in the mouth of our children. Put a prophetic word in the mouth of our husbands. Put a prophetic word in the mouth of our moms and our husbands and grandmothers and grandfathers. Lord, speak now. Speak, Holy Spirit. May the revival start and may it begin with us, oh God. We are serious to see your face, oh God. We are so serious. So many of your people are wounded and walking in dry land, oh God. Send your anointing. Send your fire as you promise. Send your anointing. For we wait to see the revival, oh God. And we will not stop praying until we see the fire of God sweep across this nation and every institution in this country. You are the sovereign Lord. Satan is not sovereign. You are. And we recognize your sovereignty. So in the name of Jesus, may we arise and be vessels of honor by which your power can flow through to create this viral and spiritual awakening in the name of Jesus. All over this building, with one voice, get new groups and just begin to lift up our country and ask God for revival in the name of Jesus.
our final prayer focus tonight is that we would pray that our country would love the truth. Not a subjective truth, but an objective truth. A truth that is truth regardless if you agree with it or not. And that truth comes through Jesus Christ. The enemy has caused us to a spirit of tolerance that used to put up with people, but we're seeing a growing intolerance to those who stand on the absolute moral truth of God's word. In Kings, it says, in those days, when there was no king in Israel, people did what was right in their own eyes. When there was no king in Israel, people did what was right in their own eyes. Our prayer tonight is that God, that you will bring America back to absolute truth. And that only, that absolute truth only comes from knowing who Jesus Christ is and his word. The first scripture we want to take a look at is Romans chapter 1, verse 18 through 20. Here's what it says. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their own unrighteousness, they do what? They suppress truth through how they live. For what can be known about God is plain to them because God has shown it to them for his invisible attributes and namely his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly perceived and seen ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made so they are without excuse they suppress the truth with unrighteousness and ungodliness John chapter 8 verse 31 and 32 says this so Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him if you abide in my word you are truly my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free the key is abiding in his word he said if you abide in my word you are truly my disciple and if you're my disciple you're going to know the truth and the truth will set you free tonight father It is the mission of Living Word Church and should be the mission of every church called by your name. It's first of all to know who Jesus Christ is. Second, to make disciples of Jesus Christ. Third, and to be followers of Jesus Christ through his word. And Father, through your word as a disciple of Jesus Christ, knowing that truth, living that truth speaking that truth and that truth that we live and this truth that we speak father will set us free set us free from what oh god set us free from our own thinking set us free from our own philosophy set us free from subjective morality in which we decide for ourselves what's right and what's wrong we got your word as a disciple will set us free from ourselves because there is a way that seemeth right unto man but that way leads to death so today father we lift up our country may we become lovers of your word may we become lovers of your truth Jesus, you told the disciples that you were leaving, but you were sending another one, another one, but in spirit form. You call him the spirit of truth, who will lead and guide, who will convict the world of sin and of righteousness, who will reprove the world of sin, the spirit of truth. I pray that that spirit of truth will prevail throughout our country. We strike down the spirit of error. We strike down the spirit of lies and deceit. And we lift up the standard of righteousness in, in this country in the name of Jesus. That we will be lovers of truth. Not a truth, the truth. Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No man come to the Father except through the Son.
Father, we pray tonight that this country will be lovers of your truth. Bring conviction. May the Holy Spirit pull back every lie, every deceit, every form of deception, and bring those things that are hidden in the dark. Bring it to light. Expose that which has been hidden. You you are God that does not sleep, nor do you slumber. Father, we declare tonight that the spirit of truth will prevail in our country. Beginning with the White House, all the way to the outhouse. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, in, in the boardroom, let truth prevail. In the courtroom, let truth prevail. In the classroom, let truth prevail. In the bedroom, let truth prevail. In every room, in every house, let truth prevail. Let your truth prevail. Father, we thank you now that you are going to allow the Holy Spirit to pull back those things that are hidden. And we lift up now and we'll be lovers of your truth. Father, we thank you. All over this building, we ask that you begin to pray that our country be lovers of truth. Father, we thank you now. We love you. We honor you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Tonight, oh God, we pray for all of our family that is in Albania. All of our, those, our prayer, our evangelistic team that has gone forth to Albania, God, as they wind up the last few days in that nation. I pray that, God, they've seen salvation through the Holy Spirit, every boy, every girl, every woman, every man. I pray, Father, that because you have ordained this they have placed their feet in that country that that country will never be the same again and so father we ask for a safe journey back home Lord, I pray for divine health for our people as they're coming back home let none of them be sick let them all be well and come back with a testimony how God changed a nation by the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God with truth. For you have called us to go to nations. and You have given us nations as an inheritance to us. This is the promise that you've given us. Father, we love you. Father, we thank you. We honor you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. Give the Lord a hand praise. Lord, a hand praise. Just want to encourage each and every one of you and your time tonight before you lay down and put your head on the pillow. Gather your family together and just believe God for everything we have prayed tonight. And not let this day go by because how many of you know that sun's going to rise and with every sunrise it's crazy how we see another level of evil. But our God prevails. Our God is sovereign. 
Amen. And we just want to believe that God give all of our, the, our uh, those who went to Albania a safe trip home. And we can't wait to see them on Sunday and hear the incredible testimonies of what God has done. Amen. God bless you. Go with God and he'll go with you. Amen.